Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. It is an honor to be here with you. Um, I really do count it an honor. Anytime I have the privilege of preaching, I do not count it lightly. And let me just get off, you know what I mean, get it off my chest real quick. I only have one agenda, and that's to provoke you to righteousness. And so I'm going to do my part. I pray you're ready to receive. So I'm not here to impress you. I love you. But I don't care what you think about me. (laughs) My wife loves me, you feel me? That's all that matters to her, brother. Uh, no, but, but part of my calling is just to help the body keep moving, and that's what I want to do this morning. Um, I always share my story before I preach. I'll do that, and I always pray. I'll do that, and then we got 33 minutes. Are y'all ready? Let's pray. Father, thank you once again for the privilege of being here at Queen City Church. Holy Spirit, I invite you in this place. You will not be grieved. You will not be offended. I give you complete reign and authority. Holy Spirit, I ask you to articulate the Father's heart through my voice to your people. I pray that every ear is open, every heart is open, every mind is open to receive that which you have for us. So I ask you to invade this space. It is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by your spirit. Not my will, Father, but your will be done this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Bible says they overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And so Jesus died 2,000 years ago. That brother ain't dying again. So he did his part. 2,000 years ago, the greatest gift was given to mankind. The greatest story was lived and written. And because of that story, we can enter into eternity. And so Jesus did his part. That blood is still speaking. That blood is still changing lives. Come on, somebody. And so when Jesus rose again, he was like, yo, Satan, you can't hold me. Come on. But then the other part is he says we overcome by sharing what he's done in our life. So you got to enter his story, and your story becomes his story. So I'm alive today because of a story. And so I'm from Chicago, born and bred. I grew up in the projects. Come on, sat down in the building. What? Uh, I grew up in the housing projects called Argyll Gardens, where my grandmother raised nine kids by five different baby fathers on welfare as a single mom. And so my grandma did the best she could with what she had. Um, She struggled her whole life. And when I was 10 months old, my mother was murdered at the age of 17. And so my mom had my brother at 14, had me at 16. She was shot in the head at 17. I've never met my father. don't know who he is. My family don't know who he is. My uncle, he was in a gang. He was murdered, shot in the head at 17. My aunt was in a domestic violent relationship. Her boyfriend murdered her at 28. And had another aunt that died at 15 from a brain tumor from asbestos in the projects. So my grandma raised nine kids. Four died. She raised nine grandbabies on welfare in the projects. And so I grew up with a huge question mark on top of my head of who am I and why am I here? I did not understand why life happened to me the way it did. And so, man, I completely rebelled. My grandma had one rule in her house, and it was this. I don't care what you do between 8 and 3.30, just don't come home. <laughs> now, mind you, she just raised nine babies. Come on, her own. Now she raised nine grandkids. School hours was vacation. Come on, somebody. 
Nobody in my family finished high school. Nobody went to college. So education was on the back burner. I would literally come home, throw my books down, and be outside to 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade. There was no structure in my home. There was no vision for my life. And so I completely rebelled. So there was two reasons why I went to school. Number one, I got a free meal. Come on, somebody. I was on a hot lunch plan. I knew if I went to school that day, I would eat. Because there were times I would come home where I'm hustling, eating syrup sandwiches, sugar sandwiches, powdered milk, trying to survive. I sat in the back of my class because I would steal kids' lunches out their book bags so that I could have food to eat after school. The second reason why I went to school is I love gym class. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I ain't go no PE. I went to gym. Old school, red dodgeball print to the face gym class. Come on. See, some of y'all can't clap because y'all grew up with them Tickle Me Elmo dodgeballs. <laughs> and you get hit in gym class, you laugh. No. Gym day was fight day where I grew up. Come on. And so I picked up a basketball, and for me, it became an escape of reality. It didn't matter that I was abandoned, alone, dirty. The, the kid talked about on the block when I got a ball in my hand, you can hold me. And so I escaped so much pain through basketball. My desk sat next to the teachers. I was a kid that was suspended. I was a kid that was in trouble. I was in a gang by 11, and I was selling crack cocaine by the age of 14. Barely graduated the eighth grade by a complete miracle, but my grandma was a hustler. If you need a translation of a hustler, just see Pastor Brian. He'll hook you up. Any cultural thing I say, just see Pastor Brian. He got you. But my grandma was a hustler. My grandma survived because she can talk. And to this day, my grandmother died of brain cancer in 2012. To this day, I do not know what she did. They didn't want to graduate me. I didn't do any work. My grandma met with the school board, and to this day, I do not know the conversation she had with them. <laughs> but my grandma came out with a deal. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and the deal was this. If Lamoris can pass the Illinois State Constitution test, we'll graduate him in the eighth grade. So I took the test. She needed a 75 to pass. I scored a 76. <laughs> Come on. And I made it. My grandma was such a hustler. My grandma died. At 72 years old, never having a driver's license. We took the L train and public bus, and we got rides from people all our life. My grandma was such a hustler, though. She would bum a ride off of you, and you would pay her gas money. <laughs> Real talk. But I made it out of eighth grade. I made it to high school. My high school was 2,500 kids. Very large high school. My freshman year, nearly 300 boys tried out for the freshman boys' basketball team, and I made the team. I started as a sophomore, I started as a junior, on, and I was the only junior varsity and I started to see. I was a four-year starter in high school and I was the man. No fear, I was the man. <laughs> I could do whatever I wanted with you, wherever I wanted, however I wanted. I was turned by King, homecoming court, prom court. I was voted the most athletic out of my class. I was the most popular kid in my school. But nobody told me at the end of popularity was emptiness. I was trying to fill my heart with stuff. And the truth of the matter is the void only got bigger. But I was tripping because everybody said, you're dealing with this, get high. You're dealing with this, let's go get lit, let's drink. You're dealing with this, just sleep around. Every time I came off them things, none of my problems changed. And they ain't get it. And I remember at 18 years old with this thought in my mind, if this is what life is about, I'm going to be bored. Because I did it all. I was being recruited out of high school, had a lot of schools looking at me. I always wanted to leave Chicago. I was like, give her brother a scholarship to Alaska, send me to Africa, just get me up out of here. <laughs> Man, I would have hooped anywhere. Come on, somebody. But I ended up scoring a 14 on my ACT. How many think you can go to college with a 14 ACT? You better not raise your hand. 
Man, you chilling with me at community college. <laughs> now, ain't nothing wrong with community college. I'm just saying that wasn't my plan. And the point is, if you don't put in the work, you won't get the success. And so I ended up taking a scholarship to a community college. I played one year of basketball there. When I was 19 years old, I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. I didn't encounter religion. I didn't encounter church. I encountered a person. Because salvation is not an event. Salvation is a person. I encountered him. And he came through my first cousin. He was the leader of a gang in our neighborhood. He had nearly 300 kids under his authority. They carried dope for him. They carried guns for him. Whatever he told them to do, they did. He meets this girl, walks her home. Her dad locks him in the living room, preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ to him, builds a relationship with him, and leads him to the Lord. I watched his life change. He set me down, told me the gospel. I accepted Christ. From that, I finished at that community college with an associate's degree, transferred to a four-year university, got my bachelor's and master's degree. I'm the first ever in my family to attend college and get a college degree. Come on. And so I met my beautiful wife in college. We've been married 11 years, two days ago. Come on, somebody. I handles my business. And so I think they got a picture of my fam. That's my fam. You feel me? It's amazing what the world says shouldn't be together to produce something so beautiful. Come on. So to the, we'll start to the right is Amaya, my daughter. On my shoulders is my youngest son, Easton. My beautiful wife, this is Kiki, Kenna, we call her Kiki. She got the hood jeans out of me. <laughs> and the, the boy right here is my son, Easton, and back behind him is Emma, who's a blessing to our family and help our family. So that's my fam, and that's what God does. He redeems what the enemy steals, right? I come from nothing, no family, and look what God has done in my life. So some of y'all thinking, what does that have to do with me? Come on, we from Cincinnati, Ohio. We got a couple things in common before I get to my message. I got 24 minutes. <laughs> Number one, you got the die to leave here. Ain't none of us escaping this piece of life. So the question is, how do you want to be remembered? When you die, people going to talk about you at your funeral. What do you want them conversations to be? I'm convinced with every fiber of my being that God wants you to leave a mark with your life. You're not here by accident. Everything that God creates, he creates on purpose and for a purpose. Come on. How many of y'all saw the sun shine this morning? It's doing what it's designed to do. How many of y'all saw a tree? Come on, how many of y'all ate fruit this morning? It's producing because God said, catch this, none of those things are made in his image. You are. You know what that word image means? To take a photograph of. God took a selfie and made you. You look like your daddy. Hey. <laughs> so God has an expectation that you will lift to what he created you to do. Second thing we got in common, we all born sinners. You come that way. It ain't your mama fault, daddy fault, greasy, greasy, grandpappy color, your skin, where you come from, you born into sin. And it's that sin that separates us from a holy God. Adam jacked us up. That's just real. <laughs> but when I get to heaven, I'm beelining it for Jesus, can't wait. Talk to my brother Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. But you know who I'm really beelining it for, bro? <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I'm like, Adam, bro, you realize you have plummeted the entire human race? <laughs> you jacked us up. But Adam did us in, but Jesus got us out. So those are two things we got in common. Let me get to my message because that clock ain't stopping. I want to talk to you this morning on the title in the form of a question. What are you hearing? What are you hearing? And our text this morning will be out of Mark. 
I'm going to read it, drop y'all off, and I'm outie. That's just mean I'm leaving. Mark 10, 46, Mark 10, 46. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho, well, that was fast. Do y'all ever keep a list of questions you want to ask Jesus? This one of them. B, why were you out of there so fast, bro? <laughs> he left with his disciples and a great multitude. Everyone say great multitude. great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they, everyone say they. Amen. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith, your faith, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. What are you hearing? So here's this blind man named Bartimaeus. Now, this is not a parable. When you read parables in the Bible, Jesus normally used things, but he never uses names when it comes to a parable. Do your own research. So this is an account that actually happened. Now, what's interesting that they give this brother a name. I believe God is really saying something here. So he's coming out of Jericho. He sees this brother begging on the road. Now, today, our swag and what you wear represents who you are. When was the last time you saw a homeless man with a fresh pair of J's on? Right? So in this time, in this culture, your swag repped you. Right? So in this culture, if you are a beggar, you had a certain swag about you. You got the wear coat, which gave you permission to beg. You with me? So he has permission because of his condition to ask people for money. But the Bible says when he heard that it was Jesus. Now, mind you, this brother is blind. He's never seen Jesus do a miracle. Not once. Now, this says something about Jesus' reputation. If some dude going to cry out to you who's never seen you, come on, somebody. What is said about you when your name come up in conversation? So Jesus' name went out through all the region. The scripture tells us that in the beginning of the chapter. So this brother only heard about Jesus. Now the Bible says in Romans 10, 17 that faith comes by hearing. So what you hear determines what's developed in you. All my life I heard that I was nothing. You're not going to amount to anything. That gave me a picture you will never be able to outperform the inner picture you have of yourself. Now listen, this brother has a dad. He may have had a mom. He had to have a mom. Come on, somebody. He has a family who he's never seen. He's been given a right to be homeless in bed. But when he heard that it was Jesus, 
See, his inner picture changed when he heard what Jesus was doing. We got people been hearing about Jesus for years and still don't have enough faith to believe. And we've seen it. You've seen Jesus come through time and time and time again. But what happens is we allow the things in our inner ear to come in our spirit that should never be there. When he heard that it was Jesus. So the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So we can read the end of the story that he got healed, but we got to backtrack on the how. He only heard. So what you listen to determines what is built in you. He must have heard a lot about this, brother. Come on, somebody. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, 48. Then many warned him to be quiet. Is this world not trying to silence our faith? Come on. And we just sit down. No, you are in a war. This is a spiritual fight. And you can't be coming to the fight because of where you come from, the color of your skin, and what's in your bank account. Come on, somebody. I tell my players all the time, it don't matter. God don't care that you have stuff. The question is, does stuff have you? Because when you die, there will not be a U-Haul truck attached to your casket. You can't take none of it with you. Come on, somebody. So it ain't about what you have. What do you bring into the fight? You overcome by faith. But that faith is developed by what you hear. Come on. But the haters tried to silence him. If you ain't got no haters in your life, you got to really question if you're walking with Jesus. Come on, people ain't talking about you. You at church when? Sunday morning? Small group on Thursday? You talking about some prayer on Saturday? What the? We trying to club. <laughs> no, nah, B. I'm in community where I'm encouraged. I'm in a community where I'm challenged. I'm in a community where I'm trying to become greater than who I am right now. You can hate all you want. Come on, somebody. But the Bible says he cried out all the more. That's what faith does. It cries out. Now, you can't live by how you feel. Ladies, come on, somebody. <laughs> come on. The Bible says we ought to walk by faith and not by sight. Life is not about what you see. Life is about what he's already done. See, it's something about faith that drags you through your circumstance. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Are you kidding me? What joy? Betrayed by people whom he loved. He walked through life with three and a half years for these dudes. He get arrested. You can't find none of them. Betrayal. How many have been betrayed? Don't raise your hand. Come on. You talking about the ultimate betrayal? This dude snitched on him. Come on, I tell my son, E, man, stop being a snitch, bro. Stop snitching. Judas was a snitch. What joy is in that? Then he stands before Pilate. He goes through seven trials. Do your research. Found guilty when he was innocent for the joy that was set before him? What? My mother was murdered by a woman who never served jail time. Murdered. Justice? Are you kidding me? No, but I'm called to walk in forgiveness. We're looking for it now to let her know that I forgive her. Come on. For the joy? Then he's beaten. Isaiah told us that they beat him so, um, they beat him so bad you couldn't recognize his face. They pulled out his beard. For the joy? Are you kidding me? 
Then they put this brother and nailed him on the cross. For the Jew, what? Walk by faith and what? Then he hangs there. But above all that, I believe two things. Number one, Jesus was abandoned by his dad. Anybody did, don't raise your hand. Feel abandoned by your dad? There's a father who loves you. See, everything Jesus did on the cross when it is exchanged for you to have. Come on. But I believe Jesus died of a broken heart. For the joy that was set. Are you kidding me? He endured the cross. See, we walk by faith. Jesus had to walk by faith that God would raise him from the dead. He never died before. Are y'all with me? So if Jesus had to do it, come on, what are we complaining about? He cried out all the more. You got to let faith cry out. But if you don't sow nothing, you ain't going to reap nothing. Because the first thing we do when we get up, instead of getting God's book, we get on Facebook. And wonder what trials and persecution arises for what? The word's sake. Don't take it personal. He's coming for the word. But if you ain't got nothing sown in you, when stuff happens, you can't fight. So now we got another counseling session. We can save Pastor Brian hours if you just read your word. Lord, have mercy. Right? You got to get it in you. You got to get it in you. God is not building a social club. He's raising an army. This is the place you get equipped so you can live on Monday. You can live it out on Monday. Come on, don't be no Sunday Christian coming here to appease your conscience. You kidding me? No, there's a world that needs you. The world needs what's in you. That's why you come on Sunday. Come on, somebody. Y'all with me? Is this making sense? Faith cries out. So faith comes by hearing. If you're taking notes, number one, faith comes by hearing. Number two, faith cries out. That faith in you going to do something if you activate it. We're going to talk about that. Y'all with me? 12 minutes. Come on, let's do it. So the haters told them to shut up. Stop worried about what other people think about you. I tell my players all the time, never allow another person's opinion of you to become your reality. You got to live in God's reality. He's already forgiven you. You're redeemed. You're loved. Grace-filled. Come on, somebody. Full of... But if you don't speak that, you will never change the inner image. 49, so Jesus stood still. Are you kidding? Now, in the beginning of the verse, his disciples and multitudes is with him. This brother cried out and caused Jesus to stand still. When was the last time your faith made Jesus stand still? Because it wasn't his voice. It was so many people. And we see this again in Scripture. Remember with the woman with the issue of blood? Come on. She pressed through the crowd and touched him. When she touched him, the Bible says, Jesus said, virtue left me. But before that, he said, B, you touched me. The disciples like, is he good? Because he knew there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people touching him. What, did, what does he mean who touched him? Why? Because faith puts a demand on Jesus. Your faith grabs something out of him that's only for you. She touched him, virtue left him, and she received full restoration. 
Not only was she physically healed, now her life can change because she can get a job. Come on. She got add value to society. See, when Jesus touches you, it ain't just for you. When he redeemed my life, it wasn't for me. Come on, I've been traveling the country 15 years all over, dragging my family all over the country. It ain't for me. It's for God's people. See, if you could do open heart surgery on God, you know what you'll see? People. God's heart is people. But how is he going to get them? You. That's why you can't park. You got to cry out all the more. Even when haters say something, you got to cry out all the more. Because it's that faith that makes Jesus stop. Come on, somebody. And stand still. Because there's a lot of people who never made him stand still. This brother went to his own hood and couldn't heal nobody. Why? Because whatever becomes familiar to you becomes hidden from you. He ain't just Jesus. Do you know what his dude is? He's Alpha and Omega. He's first and last. Come on, somebody. Do you know him? Not know of him. Do you know him? He can do many miracles there because of unbelief. They had no faith. But faith comes by. So what are you hearing? Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called then they. Who are the they? Who are the they in the text? Talk to me. The same people who told him to be quiet. Isn't that interesting? What did David say in Psalm 23? He will prepare for me a table. Where at? Where's the table? So this brother sitting and eating, where's his enemies? Watching them. God wants your enemies to watch you eating. The same haters that told him to be quiet brought him to Jesus. That's why Jesus said, love your enemies. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. And not that I need your amen. This is for you. Come on, somebody. I'll preach if it was five people here, just like this. It wouldn't make me none. Come on, somebody. Catch this. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Here's verse 50. And throwing aside his garment. Do you know what that garment represented? That was his income. Now, was he healed? Is he healed right here? No. Faith is action. You can't say you know Jesus without doing something with your feet. This brother threw off his insecurity with by faith to receive something. Come on. The Bible says that you will crucify with Christ. It's no longer you who live, but Christ lives in you. Then Paul said, put off the old man. The problem with some of us is we keep going to the grave and digging them up. Let that dude die. I'm talking about stinky, nasty. Let that dude die. Come on. Listen. You got to learn how to override the end of conversations you have in your mind. You got to open your mouth. Are y'all hearing me? Listen to me. The reason why some of us don't have breakthroughs is because the strongholds that we have, we can't defeat because we never open our mouth. Listen, listen. You cannot combat Satan with thoughts. He's the king of them. That's why he gave you a tongue. The power of life and death is where? In the tongue. All right, let me, let me show you the scripture. I'm not going to even do it. I feel it real quick. I got six minutes. Y'all feel me? Go to, go to um, Romans 10. I want to read something really quick. 
Yo, you know it's real when you got a Bible. When's the last time y'all see somebody flip a page in the Bible while they preaching? I was like, nope, I ain't bringing my iPad today. I need some. I want to touch the pages. Come on, somebody. Now, we always read Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if you confess it with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you shall be saved. You're saved. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Go a few verses up. Listen to this. Listen. Verse, let's start at uh, verse 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. The righteousness of faith, what does it do? Speaks. Say it again. Speaks. speaks. In what way? Listen to what he says. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, verse 7, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of what? Faith. Which what? We preach. You got to open your mouth. Listen, I'm from the projects. You hear me? My mother was a prostitute. That's why my family don't know who my dad is. All my life I thought I was an accident. And let me tell you, though, I'm standing in front of you today because of two scriptures. Galatians 2.20 and 2 Corinthians 5.17. Because you know what I would do for hours? Literally, just what I would do. The more you've been crucified with Christ and no longer you who live, but Christ lives in you. The life you now live in the flesh, you live by faith alone, the Son of God who loved you and gave his life for you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, Lamoris. All things have become you. Lamoris, you are a new creature in Christ. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter how you got here. God knit you in your mother's womb. Why? Because my mind in the world was saying something else. But the word is activated the moment you speak it. Are y'all with me? So you got to open your mouth and stop quoting whatever. I'm tapping. Hey. We got more people quoting musicians than we do the word. I could start a song right now. All y'all can finish it. But I could start a verse and many of you can't. And we got to wake up, church. The world is leaning into something. And the world is giving it to them. What if we can get them to lean into the right body? Come on. Because we know what's in the body, life. Not just life on earth, eternal life. Come on, somebody. But you got to activate it. I go back to the text. I'm almost done. Hurry up, hurry up. All right, all right, all right. All right. And throwing aside his garment, he arose and came to Jesus. Where did he go? Did he say anything to the haters? Stop wasting your time responding to people on Facebook. 51. (laughs) So he threw off his security. Come on. Some of y'all just got to let go. Right? Let go. You got to trust God. You can't do it in your own power and you can't change yourself. If you could, you would have did it a long time ago. The miracle that you need is only found in one person. It ain't shorty. It ain't dude. I don't care how swole he is. I don't care how handsome he is. It's in Jesus. He threw off his security because he believed for something greater. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Could you? Isn't that powerful? I believe he's asking us that this morning. What do you want Jesus to do for you this morning? This is the same Jesus who's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now interceding for you. Come on. What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi I, that I may receive my sight. Did he ask for money? Now that would have made sense. Brother, I've been poor a long time. I need some ducats, some moolah, some cash, some cream. Come on, somebody. Come on with the bag. Let me get that bag, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus wasn't poor. 
whole nother sermon. How you support all them people. Come on. He said, no, I don't want that. I mean, you got to pray that the Holy Spirit clear your motives before you go to prayer. Because your heart is selfish. You want God's desires for your life. And you get God's desires by praying his word. Then I may receive my sight, 52. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your, because you're homeless, because you're a beggar. What made him well? His faith. Come on, church. Has made you well. And immediately he received this fight and followed who? Who did he follow? Did he go back to the crib? Crib is just house. <laughs> Come on. Listen to me. The salvation that you have, if you know Jesus in this room, is not for you. So you got to get out your house. You need to be in growth track. You need to be serving. You need to give your life to the church because what you make happen in God's house, he'll make happen in yours. This brother's life. Now, anytime you read a text in the Bible, when Jesus says someone to follow him, what did he make them? A disciple. This brother went from begging to following Jesus. I surrender to you today. Allow the word of God to produce faith in you, which would change your image and have you follow him. Now listen, it ain't because you cool. Ain't nobody that cool. But the Bible says the word of God will live and abide forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word what? And who was the word? Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for this great church and these people. Father, I pray right now that all of us, including me, we have an even greater desire to know your word, to meditate on your word day and night to confess your word, speak it, that faith will be built in us. So when the storms of life come, come on, when the, the house is being crashed on the, and, the, and the rocks are beating and, and, and my mama's not well or, or my, my relationship or my, my job or things out of whack, that faith will anchor me down. I pray that over this church. I pray that, Father, greater is you that lives in us than us being in this world. So any assignment of the enemy, I rebuke right now in Jesus' name, and I speak the word that faith may arise in each of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Can we clap our hands? Thank you. Thank you. All right, church. How many of you know that something that is a big deal around here, if, 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 you're, if you're new around here, you need to know one thing we're passionate about is not coming in here and playing church. And a lot of you, you maybe have experienced that before. It's where you put on that church mask and you drive into church and everything's good and everything's awesome, but really deep down we're dying. And then we walk out the same as when we walked in. But we believe that Jesus, that he lived a life that we can never live, that he died a death that was intended for you and I so that we don't ever have to play church, that we can walk out of here different than when we walked in. And how we do that is we lift up Jesus, we sing songs where the presence and the power of God, we get to encounter him, we get to open up his word and let the living active word of God speak to us like Lamorce just spoke so brilliantly to us. But we also get to this moment and we do this moment every single week because 
We don't want to miss it. And so I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And let's not go through the motions. And let's, why don't right there in your seat, before we leave, before we eat lunch, before we go about the next week, why don't right there, why don't you ask God, God, what are you speaking to me? Ask him, pray that. Say, God, what are you speaking to me today? Maybe ask him this, what does my response need to be to what you're saying today? Ask him, what's a next step that I can take today? Because we all have a next step, all of us. Maybe for some of you, the next step is, you know what, I, I, I really want to have like a real relationship with God. And maybe you've never had that. It's like Lamore said, it's, it's not about religion. It's not about a checklist of do's and don'ts. It's about a relationship with God. And that you can have that today. You are one sincere, heartfelt decision and prayer away from everything changing. And so maybe you're here and you've never made the decision to follow Jesus. You've never made the decision to give him your whole life. Or maybe you have in the past, but you've went off and you've done your own thing and you've lived life your own way. And today, the invitation from God, he's screaming at you, I love you and I want relationship with you. And so I wanna just simply invite you to that today. Let me put it this way. Maybe you're here and you find yourself at church and you need a fresh start. Here's what I wanna do. I wanna lead you in a simple prayer. We're not gonna embarrass you. We're not gonna call you to the front. We're not gonna point you out in any way. I just wanna lead you in a simple prayer. And in that prayer, all I'm gonna do is just, is just invite you and I wanna pray for you. And so if you wanna be included in that prayer, if you wanna say, you know what, in include me in that prayer, I'm gonna count to three and I want you to boldly put your hand in the air and say, count me in. That's the decision I need to make. The, my next step is I need a relationship with God. So if that's you, I want you to boldly put your hand up in the air. You should be proud to do that. One, two, three, put it up in the air. If that's you, man, I, that's, that's the decision I need to make. It's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great. That's awesome, awesome, you can put your hands down. Why don't you pray something like this in your heart? Just say like, Jesus, I love you. I need you. I'm so sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside of me right now? Will you change me? Will you do what I can't do myself? And will you make me brand new today? I surrender my whole life to you, everything. I give you everything. And today, I choose to follow you, to follow you, not just for today, not just this Sunday, not just for what I feel right now in this moment, but right now, I choose to follow you the rest of my life. And so God, we thank you for what you've done today. We thank you for your word that's alive and powerful, that speaks to each and every one of us right where we are. And God, I pray that as a church, that we just won't be hearers of your word today, but we'll be doers of your word. 
And so, God, we thank you, and we celebrate right now with heaven that right now I know that heaven is rejoicing for every single person that just made that decision saying, that's it, they're coming home. We finally have a relationship with them the way that we need it. And so, God, we celebrate what you're doing here today, and we thank you, and we love you. In Jesus' name that we pray, and every single person celebrated with each and every person that just made the best decision of their life. Come on, church, we celebrate with them. That's awesome. Oh, we're so proud of you. We are so proud of you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People. 